Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Jay Helms, and if you are new here, if this is your first time discovering the W2 Capitalist, we as the W2 Capitalist are here as a resource to help you and your family build wealth so that you and your spouse can spend more time with your family. We're also here to help you create a bigger nest egg and gravitate you toward building generational wealth so that you can pass that on to your kids, they can pass it on to their kids, and so on and so forth. Before we get into today's episode with Mr. Robert Beninante, man, I hope I'm getting that right. I want to point you to our sponsor, the podcast sponsor, Quest Trust. Uh, Quest is a self-directed IRA custodian for those folks who want to have a self-directed IRA. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, if you have an old IRA, a 401k plan or simple IRA from a previous employer that you no longer work for, you can actually take that money that is currently based around growing off of the stock market, right? The very vulnerable stock market. You can take that money out of that old 401k or old IRA and transition it into a self-directed IRA through a custodian, just like Quest Trust. And you can use that money to invest in real estate. Uh, you can be your deal, somebody else's deal. Uh, you can also invest in businesses. You also can invest in waterfalls. Um, as I had Nathan Long, the president of Quest Trust, on a while back. So um, here's what I want to do. I want to point you to the website to receive your free consultation. Go to w2capitalist.com forward slash Quest Trust. That's w2capitalist.com forward slash Quest Trust. Now let's get to today's episode with Mr. Robert Beninante. capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. All right, y'all. Robert is a New Orleans native. You're going to be able to tell from the accent right away. He has over 30 years of a construction and renovation experience. He has influenced major projects, most recently a $1.7 million condo conversion project. Seeing a change in the market, Robert sees the opportunity to begin a career in commercial and multifamily management for the last eight years. Robert has been the regional VP of development and management to a 600-door portfolio valued at over 100 million dollars right in this short time and he has helped achieve unprecedented growth increased revenue nearly doubling portfolios value in the past robert has managed portfolios up to 7,000 units in six states before his present portfolio managing maintenance construction crews and property management staff robert has a deep passion for real estate and is a certified fema inspector as well he has learned the business from the ground up, flipping houses and house hacking a Katrina damaged property. A hardworking individual, Robert's unchanging passion to real estate is demonstrated in every aspect of his life. So without further ado, let's bring him in. Robert, welcome to the show, buddy. <laughs> hey, how's it going there, Jay? Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, man. It's uh, So we try to do it. So for those of you who are listening or watching, 
Uh, no way you're going to know this, but Robert and I tried to record this a couple of weeks ago. We ran into some technical issues. What really was our internet? I don't know if it, whose side it was on, probably both, uh, but we had some issues. And then we just spent a good five minutes troubleshooting some audio issues. But we're here now. I can see and hear you, Robert. I know you can see and hear me. So let's dive into this, man. I, I'm excited to to get to dive into your story a little bit more. There's so many things that we can go after right here today, but one of the things I, I want to start here because I think it goes after, you know, we're still in the middle of hurricane season while we're recording this. There's one, Ada is still bouncing around out there and you are a certified FEMA inspector, which I don't know that I've ever had the pleasure of talking to one before. So uh, it's interesting. That's about your bio, but you're also in real estate. So it seems like you have know a lot about uh, well, let's let me back up. What does that mean to be a FEMA inspector, and what do you what do you typically do with that? Yeah, so <clears throat> years ago, uh, I haven't had an opportunity to sign up for this, and basically, what it is, we're, we're a contractor of FEMA. So if there's uh, a disaster, um, we can activate ourselves, which is great. So you can be active, you can be inactive, but you're um, you're an inspector. So if something's going on, you don't have to activate yourself but if so every month you, you get that where you can put if you can travel or whatever but anyway if there's a, a natural disaster uh we are called in by fema if to go to houses businesses mo mostly residential and uh assess the uh damage to their property after they file a claim um and that's what we do we go there we we go through there's a program that we're um you know continuing education every year um with their program and that's what we do we assess their their uh property for what damage it is you know if it's total loss flooded hurricane tornado um all that's involved pretty much the ball of wax without really getting too detailed yeah. um, but it's kind of like the insurance adjuster Okay. But FEMA, because the national uh, is federal funded, they're going to take that information also. So if it, if you have insurance, if you don't, what covers, what doesn't. So it's, it's pretty neat to see that side of it. That's all about. That's cool that you, I imagine it's not a very high paying gig to be part of. It may even be like a community service thing. I don't, I don't know. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, we just had Hurricane uh, Sally come through. There is still a FEMA RV sitting at, our, at the rec center by the local uh, uh, football field for people to come up and sign up or do whatever. So I have no idea. And, and we were not heavily hit. So it was just interesting when I saw that part of your bio, I was like, I need to understand what this means. So <laughs> uh, very cool. But look, man, I know you've been investing for a while. You've been a property manager for a long time. Uh, you're also a husband, a father, and even a grandfather. Did I get that right? Uh, and I want to make sure I say this right. Is it Paul Paul? Paul Paul, that's right. Paul Paul. So I know you're from the South. I know you're from New Orleans, but if I didn't know that about you, I would know instantly if I heard them call you Papa that you were from the Southeast because that's what I called my uh, granddad uh, or one of my granddads. And then that's what my kids call, call their grandparents now. So Papa. So, um, so you've got some, some, uh, a wide range of children uh, that I, I know we're connected on Facebook. And, and one of the things that you uh, pressed me about, or it could have been your wife too, who tagged, 
your uh, daughters and your kids and says, hey, here's, here's some books I want to challenge you to read. It's about building wealth and financial stability. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about, give us, give us the age range of your kids and then let's give uh, how you can impress upon them if they're, you know, they're married, they're out of college, they're, they have kids of their own, right? How do you continue to press upon them about building wealth and continuing this education of, of real estate investing? Good, great question. So, uh, first of all, I've been married for a long time now. <laughs> now look, don't don't put don't paint yourself in the doghouse, right? Don't put yourself okay. in there right now. Let's don't, I'm not going to ask you the date or anything like that. So let's not even go there. But for a while, to a very lovely lady, right? Yeah, very lovely lady. Um, I inherited and um, love, adore three stepdaughters, uh, one of my own. So I have four daughters that, and that's simple as that four daughters. Wow. Um, they live in four different States. So, um, I have one in uh, Portland, Oregon. I have one in, uh, El Paso, Texas. I have one in, uh, Popperville, Mississippi and one in Slidell, Louisiana. Okay. Uh, I have five grand grandchildren and another one on the way, uh, wow. will be in El Paso next month. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. So Christmas the, baby, oh, is it going to be, is it going to be a Christmas baby? Is it going to be close enough to maybe? It's going to be the beginning of December. So. Okay. Okay. So unless something just horribly goes wrong, it'll, it'll, it'll be way before Christmas. That'd be cool though. Yeah. Yeah. And my, and my birthday is three days after Christmas. So <laughs> I don't want to be too deprived, but you know, I don't get the Christmas presents or birthday presents all together. Well, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, yeah, the post that you're talking is pretty neat. I happen to see it. I shared it to my daughters, which is pretty awesome. You know, I've always preached about real estate, you know, having asset, assets. And, you know, I wish somebody would have told me that at their age. Now they're upper 20s, pretty much all of them. Uh, well, now they're getting in the early 30s, a couple of them. <laughs> so um, not to really get into detail with that, but, you know, they um, I'm really proud of them. You know, the one in Portland has their own house. Uh, she moved from Virginia. When they moved there, they wound up buying a house with someone someone else. Um, so partner um, ship on that ownership. Uh, the one in El Paso is the middle. They just bought their first house. They uh, She is married to someone in military. So mm. they just moved down from Alaska to El Paso, which is totally night and day. Um, but they did. They, yeah. they bought the first house. <laughs> Yeah, they bought their first first house of their ownership. Uh, the one in Poplarville, Mississippi, they were um, they just bought their new house about a year ago, uh, and they're looking to flip that. They've lived in it, and now they're looking at buying another house um, as an investment. And then my my daughter which is the youngest, um, her first property was a, a duplex. So oh, she wow. had cool. a house act. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's been pretty awesome to see that. But the post was more um, what you're talking about again is uh, reading books. I'll pick out the book. They read it. They give me a report. And um, that's what you do now. You have a, a book report for your kids to give you. Oh yeah. 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 With the, the Facebook um, post that I uh, posted, yeah. uh, tagged them in. I That's love what that. that about. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. And um, so I don't have to read them all. So now I have to <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, Ooh, Robert, yeah. I'm going to catch you off guard here real quick. Who's, which one's your favorite daughter? Oh, no. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, uh, you know, every, every one of them's unique. Every one of them has a great personality. Every one of them is taking a little bit different direction, but they're all doing great. And that's, that's what I could be blessed with. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. So how old are your grandkids? Do you get, do you encourage your grandkids through the proper channels to read and invest and get, get involved with, with investing? Yeah. Or are they old enough to even know? I mean, obviously the one coming in December is not going to know anything yet. Right. But right. well, I am definitely working on uh, my oldest grandson, which is seven. Uh, the other ones are like two, three, uh, okay. two. So they're pretty small. Yeah. Young. The seven year old is a, a great, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, me and my wife just bought uh, the seven year old, um, Cashflow Junior. Okay. We started that. We just got it in. Um, we're actually going to give that to him for Christmas. If not, okay. sooner. I'm ready to get that one. You ready to play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, and then we also have. Um, I didn't know that there was a cash flow junior out there. We don't have the original, the uh, adult version of cash flow, but. Um, I mean, that's the, that's the Kiyosaki board game, right? You're talking about? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's Flow Jr. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Monopoly Jr. I'm, Monopoly I'm, Jr. Got it. Got it. I'm, okay. I apologize. Yes. Yes. You know, um, you know what's funny about Mono that I learned about Monopoly is it was actually created to teach how bad capitalism is, which... I don't think it is, but it, it, the, the actual game, and I forget where I read this. I'm not making this up. It's a very credible source. Now, which, I mean, I could probably Google it very quick to, to figure that out. But Monopoly was created to teach how bad capitalism is supposed to be, right? Not how bad it is. I misspoke earlier, but um, I don't think it's bad. But anyway, I love the game. I think it teaches a lot of, a lot of different things. I didn't know they had a junior version. And uh, so I'm just, I'm going to add that to my kids uh, Christmas because I have a six-year-old and uh, he, um, he's learning about money. Like he sees I do stuff and he's, my wife has her, her business as well and he's always thinking like all right how i want to get my own podcast i want to get my own youtube channel you know i want to get some views so i can earn some money well we're in the middle of soccer season and um so earlier today we were doing some some footwork drills and some speed drills out in the backyard and i said all right here here's the thing or this was yesterday so here's the thing. I'm going to time you. This is going to be your baseline. And if you, for every time you beat your personal best, I'm going to give you a dollar, right? So here we are the next day afterwards. So we've done this for two days. I'm out $7 so far. So I don't know if he was sandbagging or what, but the point being is it, he and I were, were talking and he was like, so is this fake money or real money that you're giving me? I said, well, it's real. And I said, but more importantly, I'm not giving it to you. You, you earned this, right? We came to an agreement. You're going to, if you can get faster and if you could do these drills to get faster, then you're, that is you earning it, right? And I was oh, okay. So you're not giving it to me. I was like, no, you, you're earning it, you know? So he, he's already starting to click. So Monopoly Junior, 
is uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to write that down and then I'm going to shut up so you can talk some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no worries. I mean, you know, those, those little things, um, yeah, obviously is going to, you know, it's just a stepping stone. And, um, you know, what you was just talking about with the money, you know, um, I have a house that I'm just finishing up that I'm flipping again. And, you know, I brought my grandson with me. And I said, hey, well, we need to put out some trash and do this and do it. And he was all about it. He didn't know how much money he was going to make. And I gave him a 20 afterwards. And I said, look, I said, this is $20. And, and to a seven-year-old, this is a lot. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I said, but the thing is, what you need to do is that you need to, to, first of all, at least save half of it. Because I want to teach them, you know, in the long run, what you can do with that other half to make more yeah. money. And then the other half, I said, look, just go buy something that you really want. And, you know, it's just kind of a stepping stone. And, um, you know, I have some other things that I want to teach them, you know, how to possibly make a lemonade stand and just see how, you, you know, something where you can buy something and make money. And it's yeah. just little stuff that, um, you know, you see, you know, through uh, Rich Dad, um, Poor Dad, you know, kind of one of the little stories. But, um, you know, those little things just kind of go a long way. He's not too interested in it now, but, you know, it's just gradually putting those little things in his in his mind um planting those seeds man that's all that's that's good that's good do you think um did did all of your your kids go to college uh yes every one of them my wife and i are are on opposite ends of the spectrum here i went to college i had an mba it served me well when i had a w-2 career also i didn't um know now what's the famous saying if i know now what i should have known then how things would be a little different i wouldn't have taken on all that debt to get an mba and, and all this other stuff and and i'm of the idea that our kids are not going to go to college um i just i think it's overpriced i don't think the value's there if they go they're going to go to have a good time they're going to go there to to learn about life so to speak not so much forced on graduating and getting the education or whatnot also not set them up to be spoiled brats either right but i'm curious with you um you know and in, in with your grandkids do you their parents will obviously have primary say so whether if they go to college or whatnot right but as you as a grandparent would you want to see them go to college and and get that formalized education or and again we're, we're talking about the oldest seven Right. So 11 years down the road, 11 to 20 years down the road, I mean, college is going to look a lot different. Right. So it's well, going to be a hell of a lot more expensive. <laughs> well, you know, this is something I really don't talk about a lot. Um, my poor girls have gone to college. Two of them are teachers. One of them um, stay home. She's got a um, married to military, does really yeah. well. But she graduated from Auburn, did really well. Um, Go Tigers. Oregon went to school. Um, yeah, you, you're an Auburn fan, yeah. I am, yeah. <laughs> that, that's well, I, so I have to be careful with that. So I, I grew up in Alabama. In Alabama, you're born in one way or the other, right? So I was blessed. I was born an Auburn fan. And then I married a Clemson girl who grew up near Clemson and her parents still live there. My in-laws still live there. So to stay off the couch and to stay in the wheel, I just say, go Tigers. And I wear orange. <laughs> hey, same thing with me. I'm an LSU fan. So I just say, there you go. 
<laughs> we spell it. We spell the go a little different, though. Right, right. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But you, you um, were saying though, you were, uh, you don't so, talk about this much. You've got, uh, you kind of running through uh, your kids. Yeah. So, um, and then my oldest in Oregon also went to, to school, but um, I don't talk about it a lot. I've never been to college. Yeah. Now you see my resume. My yeah. wife the same way. She uh, never graduated. She had a pregnancy young, and we're both climbing the ladder corporate high up you know not saying that i'm where i want to be but i've definitely done it with a lot of hard work um you know i'm still in a w-2 you know i've been thankful that i've had a good w-2 and i've done and learned a lot from you know i've been corporate i've worked at the corporate ladder without a college degree. I've had some people that I've learned from and just kind of jumped in real estate by myself in some points. It's just, um, you know, it comes down to basically you could do whatever you want. You don't need a college degree, what I'm trying to get at. I will say this, I, I envy your position because I see how much money I paid for mine and I don't see the ROI. And this is me graduating undergrad 20 something years ago in MBA 15 years ago and I don't I don't see the ROI I don't see it and my my dad gave me the best advice I never took in my life um you know when you're when you're a teenager you know everything right and and when I was a teenager going into high school he's like all right you got three years you know or or going into my sophomore year he said you got three years high school left here's what you need to do summer job one year you need to work for a plumber one year you need to work for a general contractor, one year you need to work for an electrician. You'll learn everything you need to know about uh, just the business, right? Any industry, uh, any trade that's gonna be a high demand, you're gonna basically punch your own ticket was what he's trying to say, or what I'm trying to say. And I was like, nah, dad, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not diving into other people's crap. I don't wanna get, I don't wanna mess with electricity, you know? Because um, I was I was a teenager and thought I knew it all. To this day, every time I have to call a contractor or we're redoing the lighting in our kitchen and it's a little bit above my pay grade, I tried to I tried to fix it the other day. All the breakers are off, but I I'm in the attic. I'm messing with it and I yell because it lit me up because I grabbed some wires. And it just you know, and of course that's just common sense. I didn't test it. I just assumed hey that's off right, but. Um, you know, I, if looking back on it, if I could change anything, uh, that's, that's one of the things that would be up the list of, of, cause you just learn so much about the business and I had no idea I was going to get into real estate investing. Um, but I think that would have taught me a lot about business and having your own business and running your own business. And, and, um, yeah, it, uh, it's, that's a struggle. So, uh, as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, I had Erica Kohlberg on the podcast here and she, you know, she was $225,000 in school loans when she graduated. Mm-hmm. Now she graduated with a legal degree. Um, but I just, I, you know, where's the ROI on that? I just can't. So yeah. appreciate you sharing that with us for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, you can really do whatever you want, but you know, knowing, you know, how to make money or how to work hard for money, you, you really don't have to do college. You don't, I don't think you do. I don't think in, it just amazes me how much a bank or the government will loan you money to go into college. It does amaze me. I, I know why they're doing it, right? Because then you become slave to the system. Right. And you become, well, now I gotta go get a job. I got this all this student loan debt. I gotta go get a job. It's bad debt. It's bad debt. Anyway, 
Um, so one of, one of the things that I had in my notes here, cause I know you're a big proponent of this. And I think it says a lot about where you're at, uh, is having a positive mindset. So I don't know about you, but I will, even to this day, I'll have days where I wake up and I'm like, man, I just, I just don't want to do it today. You know, and then I, I get kind of down in the dumps about opportunities that, that aren't coming my way or, um, people aren't signing up through the mastermind or doing whatever. And I'm like, get that shit out of here. That is not, you know, get that. I don't know. It just, sometimes it affects me. I was like, what? Anyway, what I want to ask you is when that happens to you, cause it happens to everybody. I'm assuming it happens to you. If it doesn't, you're an anomaly, you're a unicorn. We'll, we'll skip over the next question. But when that happens to you, how do you get your mind to come back around and, and do a reset? Um, I don't know. That, that's a good question. Um, you know, when that happens, I guess I think about what I could be doing even better. Um, mm. You know, in other words, you know, I have a W-2 still. I have a salary job. Uh, I work um, oversee a management company. The investor that I work for is still buying more property. But I, I'm literally making him more and more money to be able yeah. to do that. And when I see that or I, when I think about it, I'm like, well, damn, I want to do that. Yeah. I want, I want to build my portfolio myself. I want to be more independent. And I guess some of those, not to think negatively, but I guess it counteracts to make me even work harder. Yeah. And I get up and I'm dragging. I'm like, well, you know, it's a Monday or a Tuesday. I have to go to the office. Well, you know, I just say to myself, I want to go to my office, you know, mm. my, my business. And if I don't want to go today, I, I don't have to. But I mean, I guess I just think of where I want to be when I'm starting to drag like that. And, yeah, you know, the, today is just another day to get me another another step closer to my goal and yeah. my, my goal and my why is obviously my grandkids and my kids to, um, that legacy and more, more time with them yeah uh, let me ask you this do you feel like you would be more successful in investing if you didn't have the comfort of a w2 you guys I want to take a break from Robert real quick and tell you about a new affiliate we have here for the W2 Capitalist podcast. One of the things that I am focused on having young kids is making sure their financial education is a lot more solid than mine was at their age. And one of the resources that I've found through that, and this is why I want to plug them for the affiliate, especially this show as Robert and I talk about um, he, how, where he's at in his life, right? He's a grandpa. And he is focused on helping his kids and now his grandkids understand the importance and how money works. And there is no better resource that I found than the Jake and Gino Youth Academy. You can go to w2capitalist.com forward slash Jake and Gino. You're going to spell out the word and. So w2capitalist.com forward slash Jake and Gino. And you will see a link there to the Youth Academy. I have enrolled in it. I went through the whole thing. Um, I've got my son who's now six years old going through it. And the way this is broken down is pretty helps me, right? The way I learn. I'm a visual guy. I also need to listen anything you're going to read. So there's uh, over a hundred lessons in the Jake and Gino youth Academy, but they're broken down into on average five minute videos. Some are shorter, some even go to 10 minutes, but they're on average about five minutes, which for my attention span, my son's attention span is an incredible, incredible, uh, way to do it. Right. And we're trying to knock out one, one a week. Uh, we need to step it up, but he's six. I'm remember, I'm trying to remember that great, great resource for you w2capitalist.com forward slash Jake and Gino. Remember to spell out the word and. All right, let's get back to it with Robert. 
not really not at my point of where I am now. Um, you know, one thing I learned and I try to put myself in the position is, you know, somebody told me a long time ago is to always have a plan A, plan B, mm. C. Now I tell my wife, we got D and E. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and why I say that is that, you know, if something happened and something did happen with my wife. My wife worked for a company for 17 years. Um, the owner all of a sudden died in a hunting truck. Hmm. Um, he was a developer and everything just went down too. And, um, and I told her, I said, look, we have been investing in single family homes and we have homes here and there. And guess what? But every home is it <clears throat> is another plan mm -hmm. and so what i kind of put it together is um if we lost a job and we had to sell a home guess what we have a home that we you know not saying i want to get rid of a rental but we right. have a house you know we have somewhere to go to that's a that's a plan b you know if we want to scale which i'm looking to do is we're going to sell a house and take that that money and, and let's scale if something happens where tomorrow i lose my job or something happens you know, we'll sell a house or, you know, always have a plan A, plan B. Um, it's just something that it's just, you're not depending on a W-2 is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And if, if it's not a W-2, you're not depending on a certain person. Yeah. Um, you always want to have options and you always want to know what those options are in case something happens. Yeah. The way I've been doing it. And and that's, you know, the mindset I've been kind of putting it into place with, you know, my wife and I tell my kids the same thing, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Always yeah. have an option. Yeah. So you unpacked a lot there and we'll see if we can go back through some of it. Cause I think there's some really good, really good stuff in there. Um, I, I agree. I think with the W2 uh, some people need those. And I, I've been out of mine, you know, for six months now. Uh, I think I'm still probably in the honeymoon phase a little bit uh, because I was in I was in the W two world for 20 years, right? And you're probably look, dude. I got I got kids older than you, so. <laughs> uh, but you know, one of the things that I've realized about myself here in the last six months is even though my message was, Hey, let's go buy, you know, go buy rental properties, go do this, go real, go invest in real estate. I am more hungry now to make it happen than when I had the W2. Cause I, I mean, I was making, you know, six figures. I mean, I was, it was, uh, no, it was low six figures, but it was six figures. It was good. It was a good income for us to do. And quite frankly, we got, we got a little lax on the budget and how we were doing things because our rental portfolio was going well. The W2 capitalist was going really well and the job was going really well. And I, I got, really laxed. And one of the things, one of the, I don't know if you follow Elon Musk at all, but one of his sayings is, or things about him is when he sold PayPal, he went out and bought, um, started investing his money, the SpaceX program and a couple other things. Tesla, I think was the other thing. And so he sold PayPal for every, how many hundreds of millions that he sold it for. And then he had to borrow money to pay rent because he had taken that money and re went and reinvested it. He had, he did not have money to pay rent. And it's just one of those minds, mind shift that happens, I think, when you get put in that position. And you'll understand, I think you'll get it when, when you, uh, if, if you go through that, right? When you go through it, because I didn't understand it. I didn't hear all this stuff. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm focused. I'm doing this. I'm getting up at 5, 4 a.m. <clears throat> I'm getting my stuff done. We're, we're, we're chugging, along, chugging right along. But now, 
I'm like, dude, we were barely even scratching the, the surface, right? Um, anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent there. Um, I am curious though, and what was the other thing you said that, that we had to come back to it? We had to remember. Um, let's lighten it up a little bit. I saw a picture of you where you had a mullet haircut. <laughs> I want to know about that. <laughs> yeah, that was um, uh, yeah, that was a switch. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, yeah, that was uh, twenty twenty nine years ago. I got to tell you, it you know, I, you rocked it. You you made it look really really good. I was kind of uh, I'm wondering what you what you would look like now if you had that. I mean, is there any chance we can bring that back? I don't know. A lot of people are asking for that, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. But who's yeah. the coach for the Oklahoma State uh, football team? Doesn't he have a mullet? I don't know his name, but I, I think he just has a mullet. That's like one thing he's known for. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not Maybe sure not. who he is. Yeah. Well, I'm going to grab that and see if we can post it up in the Facebook group. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, you know, W2 um, – yeah, it's definitely a, a mindset and you know I've, I've always said you know i'm getting promoted you know it was it was it's tough to leave a w2 i still have it but i i would still be in mine and i would still be thinking that i was doing everything right still chugging right along if uh but i got the boot i got I, you know i was covid 19 layoff me and half my team that i was managing we got let go and you know, I, I soaked around the house for a couple of days. What's that? How are you doing now, though? Oh, amazing. I mean, for a couple of days, I, I was like, why does some other a-hole get to keep his job and I don't, you know? And uh, and then a couple of days went by. I was like, all right, this is this is opportunity I've been wanting, you know, uh, to do. There's a guy in the mastermind, his name, uh, Darren Hay, and uh, he's been encouraging me to leave he doesn't you know his his saying was look you're running uh not running you're you're riding a bike right now with this whole w2 capitalist and the investing you're doing he said you're, you're riding a bike but that bike has training wheels on it and guess what you can only go certain places and you only go certain so fast with training wheels and i was like wow at uh he goes dude whether you realize it or not your training wheels just got ripped off and you're about to soar yeah. Now, Darren is one of those guys who I just love him because of the way he delivers things and he now leads uh, one of the calls for the mastermind. But here's something else. So a couple of weeks goes by after we have this conversation <clears throat> and uh, I get a box in the mail from him. Now he has uh, triplet boys. I think it's triplet boys. He's got a few kids. He's got almost a basketball team, I think. And one of them had to the age where he's riding a bike and now his training wheels have been taken off. So guess what was in the box? Mm. Training wheels. He shipped me a pair of training wheels to, to make his point go home. And I was like, damn, it's, uh, it's time to run. It's time to see how we can take off. So I, I think the, uh, the W2 for a lot of folks is, uh, you know, they think they're doing right, but it is the training wheels. And once you get them kicked off and now I can speak to that experience is, you don't know how fast you're going to go. You don't know how fast you can go uh, because of, of of what's holding you back. And for a lot of people, that's comfort, right? And we, we just don't know it or don't want to admit it. Yeah, I was I was in the corporate world and I saw, um, you know, restructuring um, and I saw divisions and regions get restructured and literally eliminate them. I mean, mm -hmm. I had store managers uh, take a regional position, move from Louisiana to Houston, Texas, and uh, two months later, 
later they eliminate his region. So he, his whole family. Wow. He, he was with the company for 15 years, the store manager, you know, content had their home. They moved to Houston and two months later said, your division's gone. You out of a job. And I saw that. And I was like, holy smokes. You know, there is you, no you loyalty, yeah. no loyalty in corporate America. No. There's, it's just not, they want you to think that way. They want you to act like that, but it's, there's not, it's not. Um, all right. So I stalked you on Facebook a little bit before we had this call. Got the picture of the mullet hairdo. I understand you're into classic cars. Is that right? I like classic cars. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you own any? No, I would, I would love to have a, I, I had a, I used to have a 72 duster that we renovated. Okay. Uh, me and my, my dad. Um, I was close to having a 1965 Mustang. Um, but yeah, I, I love them. I've never had one. But Why not? What's not keeping you? I guess, you know, restoring it, it takes time and, you know, I just have other goals right now. Um, but eventually I, I, I'm hoping I have one. Yes. All right. Oh, one of the things I saw you post, uh, and I love this saying, or this quote from you is I'm not the best, but I want to be the best in the real estate world. What do you mean by that? What does that, what does that actually mean to you? Um, you know, always learn, you know, you, you're not going to know everything. Um, you network. I was just talking to somebody today, um, you know, surrounding yourself with people that have done it or doing big things, um, and continuously growing and just surround yourself with them. I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't matter how, how much you think, you know, you never, you're never going to know everything. And, um, and just really strive to be the best, um, that you can. Um, I'm not saying I'm the best in anything, but <laughs> you know, I've, uh, you know, know a little bit of everything is kind of what I say all the time. I know a little bit about everything and always willing to learn more. Um, yeah. and just who, do you, who are some of the guys you learn from when it comes to real estate? And it doesn't have to be some, you know, influencer who's got a podcast or anything like that, but who are, who's in your circle of folks that you, uh, lean on to, to bounce ideas off of and, and, um, just explore new opportunities with, uh, as far as names, um, you can stick with first names. You don't have yeah. to, <laughs> uh, there's so many of them, Ben Paris, uh, Garrison Powell, you know, you know, wh one thing I I'll mention this real quick is, you know, having a mindset and knowing that you want to do more and you want to learn more, you want to put yourself around other people, the multifamily space real estate space I've only been in honestly about a year and a half um, and the story behind this was I told my wife I said well I feel stagnant you know mm. I feel where I'm in a single family I'm W2 is not where I really want to be I want to grow even more so in May Rodcliffe obviously everybody knows Rodcliffe you know I, Rod reached out to me today to see if he could come on the podcast and I was like what? oh yeah I was like, wow, he's reaching out to me. I don't have to reach out to him. That's incredible. Anyway, yeah, that's sorry. Awesome. No, no, no. That's that's awesome. That I mean, you you mentioned the names. That's one of them. You know, I followed yeah. him on Facebook. I hated Facebook, but I got on Facebook as a learning thing. And um, Rod Cleef had a event in Denver, and I told my wife, I said, Lust, I feel that I need to learn more. I need to get myself around other people that's growing and scaling. So I went, I, I booked a flight to Denver, not knowing anyone at all mm. without my wife, went there by myself. I and couldn't do it. That, yeah. One thing I told myself was uh, I was going to meet every single person on that stage and that event I did. And um, to this day, I am partnered up with 
three of them. Nice. And and different and different things. Yeah. Um, not just real estate, but yes. Very nice. At least three. Of them. I I and that's you know uh, introvert personality type that I am. You talking about getting on a plane and going somewhere by yourself? Probably not. Probably not going to happen for me. <laughs> no. no uh, I just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> don't put me in in a crowd of people that uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll be the guy over in the corner hoping nobody comes to talk to me. <laughs> uh, so kudos for you, man. I, that, I look up to people who can do that. And just yeah. And, and I'm happen. not a, a big person that needs to be in the spotlight. I just felt that it was just another step I had to do. And I, that's what I did. And, you know, it um, benefit me to surround myself with people that I didn't know and scaling. So it, it definitely was a good plus. What, um, so you've got this single family portfolio, uh, you're getting into multifamily. Are you still going to buy single family as well? Or, or are you kind of done with single family and you're, you're focusing on just multifamily? So the last year I've been very focused on multifamily. I said I wasn't going to buy a single family, but of course I bought one about three <laughs> months ago as a flip. So, um, yeah, that one's up for sale now. Um, but after this one, I think I'm, I'm going to be done. <laughs> uh, you know, the guys I used to run around with, we had to say, and it was one more bar. Yeah. We'd always say it after we went to one more bar. <laughs> uh, we would, uh, I don't feel like going out tonight. Come on, let's, we'll go to one, one bar. Yeah. Then that became one more bar. And then at two o'clock, we were done. We couldn't go anywhere anyway. We had to go home. So is that the same with for you? Or are you going to be buying some more homes or? Well, with, with that story, I live in New Orleans, so they never close. So. Yeah, my mid twenties, I would have, I would have not been a good person <laughs> if I lived in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know, the way I look at it, you know, opportunities are there. Um, you know, always make sure that you're moving forward. The, the numbers on this house, just it made sense. Um, it, you know, the, the goal is to put more liquid liquidity in my pocket and to buy multifamily. Yeah. It was just an opportunity, you know, don't ever, don't ever say no, you know, all <laughs> yeah. opportunities, but <laughs> I got it. Sometimes it's kind of hard to say no, but oh yes. But yeah. Well, if it's, if it's a home run deal, I mean, why, why say no? Right. 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 Yeah. Always move forward. So if it's yep. going to benefit you and it's a good opportunity, I'd say go for it. So we're getting close to the end of our time. I got two questions for you. I want to ask, and there may be some spinoff of that too, but you, you've talked a lot about your kids and grandkids, the kind of legacy you want to leave them. What do you think? So two questions. Well, first one, what, what, what do you think is going to be transparent about your life 20 years from now? And that is hard for me to grasp. I, I can hardly look five years down the road, right? right? But 20 years from now, what do you think is going to be very transparent about, about your life other than your work ethic? I want to take that answer from you. Can't say that. <laughs> you know, 20 years, I just, you know, really just have your own goals, you know, make sure uh, what your why is, you know, just you know, try to make it, make it happen. You know, through my, my years, obviously I've had some up and downs and um, stay around positive people. Try not to let them bring you down. Um, you know, I've been through, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, if I wasn't around those people or in that situation, um, I would be a lot further. So, you know,
I guess that's what I would say on that one. I lost. Next question is not as deep, but I, I think banks are, bank is a four letter word, right? Uh, if I ever want to cuss, I do cuss a lot here on the podcast. I need to stop it. But bank is a four letter word to me. They, they frustrate the heck out of me and they seem like they never can get enough blood samples and urine samples to, to process the loan that you want to get through. How do you think banking is going to change 20 years from now? I mean, we've already seen probably in the last five or 10 where, especially with COVID in the last year, how most everything's done electronically. Um, you, you know, it's just one of those things where you can see that transition coming, right? Um, but what's it gonna look like? How's it gonna look like for me and you guys who are investors and, and whatnot and trying to get loans approved or, or whatnot? What is, uh, what is it gonna look like? What's the whole banking system gonna look like 20 years from now? I don't even wanna think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's one thing that, that gets me, um, you know, being in a single family, being in a smaller residential per se, I've done a lot of private lending and it is so much easier than to go to a private lender than a bank. The first time I ever bought one was a five acre property in Mississippi. And I could not believe it was only like five pages for me to sign. And my first private money loan. Yeah. 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 And you know, when I bought my first duplex, you know, they had, you know, a hundred that you had to sign. Yeah. It just totally amazed me. And ever since that, I've, I've got quite a few private lenders and it is so much easier, but, you know, moving into multifamily, getting bigger properties, obviously you have to deal with, um, you know, the banks. I don't even want to think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be easier. I, I think is, is really? yeah, yeah I, I think it will. I, I think it's going to dramatically change. I think it will. I think, you know, used to when you used to go into a bank and you'd see the vault and there would be actual cash in it. Um, you know, it's, it's just gonna be tremendously different. Um, I, I don't think this is too bold of a prediction, but I don't think there will be a traditional brick and mortar building in 20 years that has bank on the side of the building's name. I just, I mean, we can do everything now from the, well, I take that back. There is one bank that I use. I've got a couple, um, but one that I use, you have to go in. I had to go in to sign some documents. And, and here's the reason I use them is because all a lot of the money that I move in and out is when, with this one bank. And any other bank that I looked at online, I can open a, a, an account just by clicking some buttons, giving some information, 15 minutes, I'm done, right? But I wanted the ease of being able to transfer and see everything on this one dashboard and whatnot. I tried to open it up online in the type of business account I couldn't open online, I had to go into the bank. It took me almost three hours, two hours and some change of sitting there talking. And the guy who helped me out was extremely nice. And, but there was, I don't know, 15 pages, maybe seven, 10 pages of forms that I had to sign and fill out. And he would ask me information, he'd type it in, he would just print it off. I'm like, I was the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, why, why can't I do this online? <laughs> you know, so I, I just think it's another revolution that the banking industry is going to be so much different, you know, yeah. uh, in 20 years from now, I, I don't think there's going to be, I've even seen where capital one has this, um, they're trying to soften it up and capital capital one cafe, you know, where they're coming hashtag not sponsored for the show. But, uh, if they want to, I don't know, 
No, I don't want them as a sponsor. Yeah, um, yeah the actual banks, yeah, I, I do everything online. Yeah. I think that's going to be different. I think there's going to be a different way of, um, uh, you know, for people buying properties, whether it's a real estate uh, investment or their primary residence, there's going to be a much easier way for for underwriters to look to, to be able to do it. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it's horrible right now. And the thing is, it hasn't changed yet because so many people are okay with it, right? It's not enough pain to, to, to make them want to force the issue to change. But I think 20 years from now, yeah, it's, it's going to be tremendously different. Tremendous. Checks might even be obsolete at that point in time. I don't know. I don't know. But checks might be obsolete at that point in time. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't ordered checks in six years. And my wife always says, you need to have them. I'm like, not really. No, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with you. I, I do not need a check. I can't tell you the last time I wrote one. I cannot tell you. Uh, but anyway, I, th- I think bank the banking industry is going to look tremendously different. I think it's going to be a lot easier, too. Um, but anyway. Uh, Robert, I know you've got a lot <clears throat> going on in New Orleans. You got, you're still hosting the, the meetup, uh, in New Orleans, right? I am. We, we haven't done it, um, face to face yet, but we're probably going to do it next month. Uh, for sure. January. I just talked to the owner of the place. Um, they're open. So yeah, we're going to probably go back on January. Uh, but we have been doing some virtual. Okay. Um, yeah. Very cool. So uh, how can anybody in and around New Orleans find out more about your meetup and get connected with you or, or what's the best way for them to connect? Sure. So, um, yeah, I am the chapter leader for Multifamily Masters uh, New Orleans. Uh, we have that um, every month at the Bulldog, which uh, you can look it up on Facebook. <laughs> um, my, I'm all on, on Facebook and I also have a group uh, that I've um, created which is uh, multifamily master. I mean, I'm sorry, multifamily asset management and value add. That's nice. what I created. Uh, so I'm on there, adding value. Uh, you can reach out to me uh, through Facebook or my uh, email, which is rns or the number four investment at gmail.com. Got it. All right. We'll put all that in the show notes as well. Uh, Robert. Thank you, sir, for your time today. I really do appreciate it. Enjoy the conversation. Uh, enjoy the the tip for the Christmas present, the uh, Monopoly Junior. Next time we talk, I am hoping I see more of a mullet than I do right now. I really, I would love to see it come back, man. <laughs> I really would. I'm telling you, no, you, you're one of those guys where you rocked it. You rocked it. And by the way, you grow it out. It doesn't look good. We can cut it. We just need the photo proof that it happened before, right? Well, I just had a haircut this week, so I'll stop it. And- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Robert, let me get out of here, sir. Have a great night. I really enjoyed the conversation and uh, look forward to connecting with you again soon. Technology issue free, right? Next time we talk, we're not going to have any issues. We're just going to come in here and it's just going to be. Yeah, it's quite a way. No, it was yeah. great to have you be on your show, Jay, and great talking to you finally. Yeah, yeah, finally made it happen. All right, Robert, have a good night, buddy. All right, man. Thank you. See you. Bye. All right, guys, that's it with Mr. Robert Beninante, the FEMA inspector from New Orleans. Hey, uh, real quick, I want to I want to talk about something serious. Uh, it's about mindset, and Robert and I get into that a little bit um, in today's episode. And I want to offer an olive branch. I know how important mindset is, and how it can affect every aspect of your life—not just being a real estate investor, but being present for your family, being present for your job if you still have one, 
and just being a dad, being a mom, whatever the case may be, right? Being present for your family. Your mindset is the number one thing that's going to help do that. I struggle with it. I, I struggle with this constantly. Um, when I'm trying to get something done, the kids want to play and I'm like, ah, my mindset's not right. Right. I have to have those daily checks and those daily mindset reminders. So I want to offer an olive branch to you. Uh, if you struggle with this, if you struggle with this consistently, let me know, send me an email, J at W2capitalist.com. That's J A Y at W2capitalist.com. The other thing you can do, and this really doesn't have anything to do with mindset, but I have a 14 day challenge. It's called produce more time. Uh, a lot of the t- tips and tricks that I go through that 14 day challenge affects your mindset. I was just thinking about this here as, as I'm going through this little post roll ad, but you can find out more uh, at producemoretime.com. And you're going to go through those steps. It's 14 days, 14, what I consider small challenges that is going to help change your mindset. Maybe I should have renamed it. Maybe I should rename this. Anyway, uh, it's going to help change your mindset so that uh, you have such a positive outlook on life, positive outlook on being a father, husband, mom, dad, whatever the case may be, um, which is going to in turn affect how your real estate investing explodes. It's either going to explode or implode, right? It's all about the mindset. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Earn, invest, repeat. <laughs>